Because basically I said, I mean, it's not what I said, but like, you know, essentially I was like over here sitting like, I don't care if you don't want to talk about it right now, but I am pissed, pissed. And you're going to hear about it. Hello and welcome back to the Grace Fields Wife podcast. I'm your host, Beatrice Vargas. And this week I have to be really honest and transparent and let you know that this episode was particularly hard to record. So hard, in fact, that I had to pray and listen to worship music before I sat down to record. And then I sat down and I recorded the entire episode. And then I went to edit it. And as I went to edit it, I was like, no, this is still not quite right. And I had to take a whole extra week to get in the right mental headspace to be able to give you guys this message. And here is why. It's because it's so deeply personal to me because it is a story in my own life that just recently happened of how I, yes, me, I lost my cool and blew up at my husband. I probably overreacted. Like I was upset with him and like I should have been upset with him, but like the blow up that ensued was so extra. And I'm not quite sure why my blow up was so extra. I think at the time I was really feeling unappreciated, undervalued, disrespected, all these things that I'm sure you have felt many times in your own marriages that may cause you to have these types of blowouts. And so I say all of this for a couple of reasons. One, to be completely transparent and to let you know that I will never be the coach or person who sits here and pretends that they have a perfect marriage because that is just not true. I don't think there is any perfect marriage that exists. And if you know of one, let me know who they are because having talked to so many married couples, not just ones who are having a hard time with each other, but happily married couples and having spoken to married couples who've been married for 30 years or over 20 years, like, marriage, it's a process. It's a thing where it's not necessarily hard, but it is not always easy and perfect. And I just think it's so important to be open and vulnerable about that because I want you guys to know that even people like myself who have all the tools and know all the tricks and have done all the research and all the studying and have had years of practice, even people like me have this same issue from time to time. So I thought it was really important to make it a teaching moment and sit back. And obviously, after I apologized to my husband the next day and after we made up, I had to sit back and say, okay, what did I do wrong? How could I have handled that better? And knowing everything that I know, why is it that I didn't handle it better? Because I think that's important for you guys to know too. It's like, well, if if she has blowups sometimes, then, you know, why? And, and how could you prevent that? And how could you guys apply some of these lessons to your own life and your own marriage? So grab a pen and paper because this is super tactical this week. <laughs> the things that you're going to learn, I think it's really valuable stuff. So let's jump right in. 
Welcome to the Grace Fields Wife Podcast. My name is Beatrice Vargas, and my mission is to improve the quality of marriages by helping us learn to be fueled with grace. Are you sitting in a marriage that feels empty? Are you struggling to reignite the passion and love you once shared with your husband? Are you at a crossroads of leaving and repair, but you're constantly reminded of your promise to God to stay true? Or maybe things haven't even gotten that bad yet. Maybe you don't argue that often, but since you barely connect anymore, you've started to give up hope of ever being happily married again. You might have contemplated or even fantasized about what it would be like to leave. Maybe you're telling yourself that you're just sticking it out for the kids. If this is you, I've been there. My story is your story. I want to help you heal and reignite your marriage while still believing in the promise God gave you. I want you to stay with me, learn from me, internalize the grace, guidance, and interviews so that you can become the Gracefield Wife. You can learn more and connect with me directly on Instagram at the Gracefield Wife. Now let's dig in to today's show. Now that I have you guys all thinking like, oh my goodness, what happened in her house? I want to hear all the juicy stories. I will let you know. But first, I want to say that I feel like this story is what makes me uniquely qualified to host this podcast and to coach other women. As you can see from the title, my husband is a little bit moody. He can get a little bit cranky. And what I do tell clients usually is that your husband, if your husband is moody or cranky, that definitely can stem from him feeling disrespected at times and, you know, going back and and taking inventory of how we speak to him because if he's feeling in that way, he may be feeling disrespected in some area of his life. So I did kind of want to preface that so that you understand I recognize that. So I recognize that sometimes his mood swings stem from this place of him. And it might not even be him feeling disrespected by me. It could be him even feeling disrespected by the children or at work or whatever that is. When that happens, men have a tendency to get defensive and they can get, you know, that's where we see a lot of this moody, cranky behavior happen. The other day, I was having an amazing day. I even started off with my grace-fueled routine. And if you are not familiar in the grace-fueled marriage method, like we go through how to start your day, how to create a grace-fueled routine for you that makes you feel like you are fueled and you are running on all cylinders and you are prepared to deal with all the craziness that may happen. So this was me the other day. I had done all the things. I had a great day. Got up early. I had my prayer time. I did what I had to do with the kids. Got up, got dressed. I head out to the office, run, get a couple of things done. A whole long day of work. Get back. It's time to cook. It's time to do all the mom things. Okay, great. My husband is amazing. He took care of the kids. He he did the pickup that day. My son was sick. These are things I would normally be doing. I'm normally the one who runs and picks him up and takes him to the doctor. My husband had done all of that. And so everything was looking great. What could go wrong? But my husband happened to be hangry, so he's a little cranky. Okay, no worries. And then 
Later, something else happened. I was in the middle of cooking and my son was supposed to be doing his reading. And as nine-year-old kids do, they don't listen. And he goes, sneaks off to his room and I don't know what he's doing in there, but not doing what we had told him to do. So my husband, who was hangry, comes out and now he's super cranky at everybody. And that should have been the end of it. It should have been. But me... (laughs) because I am imperfect and quite passionate. I don't know if you guys have been listening to me long enough, but let me tell you, I am Puerto Rican, Dominican, and Cuban, grown up in the hood. When I get angry, I am passionate. I speak with my hands. My voice goes up a couple of octaves. My neck starts like swinging back and forth. I am highly, highly animated when I get upset. And I was so triggered in that moment because I felt like my husband was taking it out on me. And I was not going to stand for it anymore. I don't quite know what it was, but I snapped. Thank goodness I did not snap in front of the kids. We don't do that. I went to the room, closed the door, and I was like, what the heck is going on? And maybe not even such nice words. (laughs) And my husband, in his defense, said, I don't want to talk about it right now. And I was so angry, like so, I was amped. Like I felt so disrespected, unappreciated, furious. I mean... So many things that I could barely pinpoint at the moment, and I know better. I should have stepped away. I should have done a lot of things, which we'll talk about, because the point of this podcast is to tell you how I should have handled that better and how many of you, I'm sure, have been in the same place and would like to know, yeah, how could I handle that better? But in this moment, I did not. Not with all the teaching, the knowledge, the practice, the everything that I have in this moment, I couldn't do. I was not perfect. And so I share this because, like I said, one, I want to make sure that I'm transparent in that I'm not perfect. But number two, to show that even after years of doing this work, you're going to have days when you're not perfect. But here's the amazing part. And that is that when you have a loving and connected marriage, you can bounce back a lot quicker than you could. Now, had this happened 10 years ago, forget it. We would have been not speaking for weeks. But we're in such a place where, honestly, before I sat down to record this podcast, I had to go to him and apologize. (laughs) And then I had to sit with Jesus and get my heart right. And even in the middle of recording this podcast, I have had to pause and take a break and get my heart right because I wanted to make sure that I was recording from a good place with a pure spirit and really just be able to give you some teaching. So, okay, what could I have done better as wives? Now, there's things that he could have done better. (laughs) And part of the problem is, had I responded versus reacted, I could have talked to him about that. 
about the things that he could have done differently. And I could have talked to him about what was hurting me. But now, because I reacted in such a way, I was nasty. Like, I let him have it. And because I reacted in such a way, now I'm in the wrong. Where before that, I was not in the wrong. And so this is why I say this, because I'm trying to help you from being in the wrong. I've spoken to so many of you and you've said, oh, I'm good sometimes, but then I'm not consistent or like, I'm good sometimes. And then I lose it. Honey, I know I get it. Obviously, I do it too. So I wanted to give you some tips, things I could have done better. Because had I done things differently, I would have had a better outcome for me personally, and actually for my marriage, but I would have been able to call him out for taking out his anger or his mood, whatever it was that he was feeling. I would have been able to call him out for taking that out on me or taking it out on the children or whatever that was. But I would have been coming from a place of blamelessness. And I talk about this in the course, when we are coming from a place of blamelessness, it makes it so much easier for us to negotiate these things in marriage. So having done, it ruined that piece for me. I had to take the step back and I had to humble myself in a way that I wouldn't necessarily have had to do if I would have handled it correctly, because I would have been able to approach it and say, hey, what was that about? It was really not cool. Whatever communication that would have been, which we'll talk about shortly, I would have been able to do that and then been, have been justified. But in this case, I was not justified because of my reaction. This is what I'm trying to save you guys from because I, I hear it so, so much. And, and that's why it resonates with me. My heart goes out to you because girl, I've been there, right? Where, where you're so upset and you run out of patience. You run out of patience for his mood or his whatever thing that he's not perfect at. And so because you run out of patience, you react. So number one. I could have responded with curiosity versus react. Things like, oh, okay, tell me more about that or what makes you feel that way. Now here, the problem is that I had no chill, zero chill in this moment and any curiosity that was gonna fuel my anger and would have made me blow up louder. So then what? If I wasn't in a space mentally at that moment where I could respond with curiosity, well, then the next thing I could have done was listened to his warning and prayed for grace. That's number two. Because basically I said, I mean, it's not what I said, but like, you know, essentially I was like over here sitting like, I don't care if you don't want to talk about it right now, but I am pissed, pissed. And you're going to hear about it. Not proud of it. I'm like actually quite ashamed to admit that. But what I could have done better since I was not mentally in a place where I could just respond without emotion. I should have just, when he said, I don't want to talk about it right now, I could have walked away and said, okay. Which is what I normally do in this situation when I'm really angry is I say, okay, and I remove myself to let myself calm down because I was hot, right? I really was. And I know this is maybe easier for me because I do have a loving and connected marriage. And sometimes it does make it easier because it does make it easier to come back. I don't have all this anger and resentment and stuff built up. And so that was really the biggest place that I failed in this area. Is I, I could have just 
right, you know what? He doesn't want to talk about it right now. I am going to respect that. And we'll both take a timeout. So I wasn't respecting his timeout. That was an issue. When you don't have a loving and connected marriage, it's even more important that you do that because these kinds of blowups will cause a lot more harm than this one that I did cause, right? But it can really, really cause some terrible damage to the relationship if you don't do that. So we're not going to be perfect, obviously, but especially if we're on this road of repair, then yeah, we're definitely going to want to heed that. And that is, that, is a, that is a moment. That's a moment where you might have done all the right things and get into your grace-fueled routine. But that's a moment where you walk away and you say, Lord, I need your grace. Please fill me with it because you know what is in my heart. And I need you, I'm begging you to replace this, the anger, the resentment, the, whatever it is that you're feeling, right? To replace those feelings right now in my heart. I acknowledge that they're there. And I ask you, Lord, to replace them with your peace and your grace and your wisdom. Because if we ever just take something away, you know this in the spirit world, and I'm not 100% sure where it is in the Bible, but basically the story of the demons will see that your house is clean and they will come back with seven more, right? So I always ask the Lord to replace whatever it is that's in me that doesn't belong there with something of him. If I have things that are not of him sitting within me, then I, I ask for those things to be replaced. And that's usually what my prayer is. Now, here's the thing. A lot of us, here's the other mistake that we make. A lot of us might just stop right here. A lot of us might say, okay, cool. I prayed for grace. I didn't say anything. That's great. And now what? And they go, and that is the end of it. Well, this is not where I stop. A lot of other people might teach that, but I think that there's there's a little bit more to it because we have to set boundaries. Otherwise, we will become a doormat. And that is why the last step for me is to set some appropriate boundaries, right? You can't just let things like this continue or what'll happen is that you will start to sow resentment and contempt. And you know from listening to me that those are some of the number one predictors of divorce. So what I would say is approach him at another time to discuss it. So don't just say, okay, you know, I don't want to talk about it right now. And that's it. And then you say, okay, honey. And you walk away because you're trying to be the good submissive, air quotes, good submissive wife. And you walk away and never talk about it again, because that's what sometimes he wants, right? He wants to pretend like nothing happens because a lot of times he knows he was in the wrong. And so he would rather just never talk about it again. And I'm not for that, but I do think, and I do think that there's a way to approach it and there's a way to approach it with grace. And there is a way to talk about it and get your needs met. So there's a lot of different philosophies out there. And mine is a hybrid of many of them. Some of the philosophies are don't just ever talk about it at all. Some of them are like, nope, tell them right there and be direct. And I'm kind of somewhere in the middle because I strongly believe that we should talk about it and that you should feel free to approach him about these things. Now, how and why, that's really the key. So for me, the last thing I should have done that I didn't. And I think this is going to be that thing that would be important for you is approach him at another time to discuss it. And not another time like three months later or three weeks later, but like, you know, the next day, maybe within the next two days. But don't let 
too much time. I've, I've talked to you guys about this before when I've talked about don't let the, the sun go down on your anger, right? And sometimes, yes, it is appropriate for us to just take a break. And then other times we really do need to come back to it. And I think that's what that, that scripture is referring to. Just come back to it and face it. Otherwise it will fester and become infected. And so we don't want to do that. Let's say you come back the next day, or maybe it's like within the next two days and you say, Hey, what was up with that? Are you okay? Clearly you were hangry, but, and you were annoyed at something and clearly you were annoyed at me. And honestly, I felt offended. I felt hurt. I felt whatever it is you felt. When? So what was up with that? And a lot of times that will just, when we approach him in a way that's non-attacking, because that's a not attacking way, that would have been a much better thing to say than what I said. <laughs> and that would have brought about a, a much better result. And how do I know? Because that is 90% of the times or 95% of the time, the way that I do answer. So I definitely see a difference. And not just in me, my clients, whoever, like I see a difference. There is 100% a difference when you answer that way. So this was a very, very vulnerable episode for me to record, but I think it's really important. I'll recap them really quick. Number one was could have responded with curiosity versus react. Number two, I could have listened to his warning and prayed for grace because in the moment he was asking for a timeout and I did not respect his timeout. So we got to do respect that he was trying to do the bigger, more mature thing. And I was the one who lost it. And number three, we approach him at another time. That doesn't mean we walk away and we just bury it and stuff it. No, we approach it with grace at another time. And if you guys, if you've gone through stuff like this, if you're hearing me and you're like, oh, girl, that happens in my house weekly, then I think you need to join us in the Grace Fueled Marriage Method. I mean, come on. You do get all the tools, all the communication tools. Literally, you will get scripts like the here. This is a this plus this plus this. This is what we talk about. We practice it. We implement it. So not only do you get the teaching, but you get the implementation of all this stuff of how to do this, how to do this and make it a practice because it's not going to be perfect. There are definitely going to be times where you stumble, you fall, you fail, and certainly times where your husband continues to do the thing that he does that pisses you off. And so essentially what we are learning is to react differently, to have a different mindset, to change ourselves, to rise above, if you will, <laughs> so that we can approach him. And really, when we do that is really, really, really when we find massive change in our marriages. And it pains me to speak from this place of, yeah, girl, I still do it too. But I think that that is the power in it. And I think that is why I'm uniquely... <laughs> qualified to teach this and go through it because I live and breathe it. I do. This is my everyday. This is what I practice. I love you guys. I hope that was helpful. And until next week. Hey, love. Thank you for listening to today's show. If you found any value in today's episode, it would mean the world to me if you left a five-star review and shared it with a friend or someone else who needed to hear this today. This is really the best way you can thank me. It helps me to get the word out to other women just like you. See you next week.